0: Welcome to Bat Therapy, psychology of Batman, superheroes, and other comic book characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness.
1: We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown, and educator and comic aficionado Keaton Hopkins. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube and social media, and find our Patreon at patreoncom Therapy.
0: This podcast is about providing education and understanding, and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. Oh, we're talking my favorite Robin today.
1: Oh, uh, Damian Wayne. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love Dick
1: Grayson. We're talking about Dick Grayson, and we're talking about um, some really, really good episodes. We're going to be focusing on Batman, the animated series, uh, season one episodes 51 and 52, Robin's Reckoning. Um, Yeah. So did you, it was something, and I looked it up. Because as I heard the voice, I was like, this sounds Oh, oh
0: I almost texted you. I, really I was really so familiar. familiar.
1: To it. The the voice of Tony Zuko in this episode?
0: It's Biff.
1: Yes. From it's Back Thomas. To the yes, future. Thomas Wilson. I... Biff. Voice I... Tony Zuko. I'm like, of course Biff Tannen killed Dick Grayson's parents.
0: That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. Did. I was like, of course he did. <laughs> I, I heard like two sentences out of his mouth and I was like, wait. No. <laughs> I know
1: this guy. Yes. I know. It was really funny. When... I'm glad you
0: brought that up because I literally wrote a note to myself. Do not forget to bring up Biftan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he already he's already had an episode of the podcast I too. It's
0: like when I was young and fully put together Mark Hamill as the Joker, because I it. You know, like, you're a little kid, you don't necessarily kind of think about the different things. But when I finally put two and two together, and was like, what?
1: Yeah, and it's at the point now where, like, it used to be one of those things, whenever I heard Mark Hamill, I thought Star Wars. But Mark Hamill has Mm -hmm. now ascended to just nerd (laughs) royalty. And so whenever I hear Mark Hamill, I just see him in everything. I'm just like, he's just... Amazing! Like he's on like my favorite episode of what we do in the shadows. Mm. Mark Hamill was the guest star on it, and it was Wasn't uh, he on an episode amazing. of
0: Smallville? Is yeah, that yeah, there?
1: he was. Um, was it Smallville was it a- or Flash?
0: No, it was Flash. It
1: was Flash. Flash? He was uh tricks. it was one of those i don't know he
0: was somebody he was was, was someone
1: someone great yeah
0: see that's who you want to be you want to be the person who doesn't have to do all the hard work of developing the character just come in for one really fun like snippet one little episode here and there or have like the super out there character like the joker where you just get to you know go wild like that's the way to do it
1: um So I have a funny, there was a really funny story. So I, Mark Hamill had posted a really cool picture of himself on Twitter. It was like, it was back in the day, he was young and wearing sunglasses. And uh, I commented on, I was like, this is a really cool picture. And I think I I retweeted it. I said, this is a really cool picture. And he liked the tweet.
0: Wow.
1: I lost it. And I screenshotted that because I was like, oh, my God, Mark Hamill just liked my tweet. And then he liked that one as well. Nice. And I was like, oh, my God, me and Mark Hamill are best friends now.
0: (laughs) I mean, naturally.
1: We're just we're best friends now. He like you like two tweets of mine. That's. Well, oh yeah. practically family at I that I was to say
0: your brothers at this yeah, point, right?
1: absolutely. I am Luke Skywalker's brother. I'm also okay. the Joker's brother.
0: Mm. Yeah. 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 Which. Darth Vader's your father. You know, it, it, there's a whole.
1: Either way, limbs are getting maimed. <laughs> Whether I'm Joker's brother or. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a rough life, but. Yeah. Family issues the, regardless. The likes. Yeah. yeah. It's worth it for the likes. It's worth it. Yeah. yeah. That's but... cool. That is cool.
1: But this is Robin's story. That's true. uh, This is true. And Dick Grayson, like, so this was his origin story in the animated series. It's very, Mm -hmm. very similar to his origin story in the comics. Uh, Yeah. And it's always, one of the things that always gets me is just how wonderful his family is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, the Graysons are such a nice family. And it's the same thing with Batman, though. It's the same thing with him where it's like, oh, the Waynes. They're just the nicest people in the world. It's like, yeah, yeah, Thomas Wayne. he Yeah, he owns Goth Corp, whatever. But also, he doesn't work there. He wants to work at the hospital oh, and yeah, just help people. Right? Just,
0: Except with, what, Telltale, whatever that storyline. Yeah, where you that. find
1: out he's just evil. I'm like, oh, God, I didn't like that. Yeah.
0: I don't. I don't. I didn't like that either. I don't think. I don't think they ever did that to Dick Grayson's family, though. I think they were always a wholesome circus and family. Who family they together just wholesome family that just flipped
1: and around happily and hugged. Yeah, catching they're just each
0: other in the air. Yeah,
1: it was. It was wholesome. It was wholesome, and um, and I think that was probably what Bruce really locked in on mm. was how happy they were. As a family and different stories, different, like they tell it different ways because sometimes it's like his mom and dad get killed. Other times it's like Dick Grayson has like, it's a whole family of flying Grayson's. and He has like brothers and sisters. Yeah. He has siblings and they all get like his family tree just gets chopped down. Right. Yeah. Which is brutal, but it's interesting because the, every origin story. Bruce just happens to be at the circus that night. And I would like to think that deep down he's looking for the Joker. Like, he's like, a circus. That's where Joker would be. Because like, cause otherwise...
0: Maybe, yeah.
1: He just took a night off from being Batman to go to the circus. Which also, healthy.
0: Yeah, okay, okay, that is fair. You know, he... Yeah, you need a little bit of self-care. Yeah. you need a You need some time off. I agree with you. It's more likely he was working because we all know he's not good at time off. I think in some, in one of the storylines, I think he's there. It's like a charity event. So he's sporting yeah. the Bruce Wayne, you know, yeah. every now and then you got to show your face as an as alter just... ego, but it is, yeah, it is unlikely for him, but also a nice change of pace. Of course people die though. It's I was about of... to
1: say, that's what sucks. It's like Bruce is like, you know what? I'm going to take a night off from being Batman and I'm going to do something fun. I'm going to go to the circus. Oh, I just watched a child just get orphaned.
0: Yeah. This is familiar.
1: Nice. I do. It it was interesting to me that when it happened in Batman forever, Ah, he was on a date with your, with a psychologist, with the the psychologist. He was on a date with, Your favorite Dr. Chase Meridian. Uh-huh.
0: He <laughs> says facetiously, God, I remember recording that episode. <laughs> that was the fun episode.
1: man, the thirstiest person in Gotham. Oh, God. By God. far. So uh, thirsty. But yeah, like, and so yeah, Batman takes the night off, goes to the circus, and still watches a loving family get murdered. And like, talk about traumatic flashbacks right and i know that like bruce probably has had plenty of these but i feel like we never really see it like Mm. we never really see that happen and even in this you would think something like that would trigger something emotionally and i think it did because he like reaches out and like i'm gonna take this kid in i'm gonna do everything i can to help but you never really see him have those kind of flashbacks that shake him to the core and like mm. make him stop right like uh, i feel like i, I mean, never like really in, with
0: chase meridian he has he has some moments where he stops i think in in that one but yeah usually usually not and i mean there there are a lot of different reactions that people can have to trauma and so i think a misconception is you go through trauma you get ptsd or even you go through trauma. Some people, go, some people, uh, have a have a trauma reaction that they have issues, and therefore they have PTSD. But there actually there's so many different reactions. There are reactions where we're able to process through and get to the other side, and then right. there are ones that get us stuck. And some of those lead to PTSD, but that's only you know some of what might happen. And yeah, I I think it's you know. Bruce actually has. Uh, so he's functional. Yes. I mean, we, we can't argue with that. I mean, he's. Yeah, he's got a butler, but but he's able to take care belt. of himself. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's the utility he, belt. So many functions. Uh, yeah. He's he
0: he's a very functional person. That doesn't mean he's necessarily a healthy person and how he goes about things. And so. You you definitely see in in Robin's Reckoning how he really connects to this little boy. It makes total sense that he relates to Dick Grayson. Um, He's drawn toward him, wanting to help. And I think they did a good job in the storyline of trying to make it a little bit more wholesome, where it's like, oh, no, he's in danger at the circus. Yeah. So he's got to go somewhere else as opposed to like, usually you'd be like, so why is Bruce Wayne take it? But it was very
1: wholesome. Like, because the thing is the last comic I read about Dick Grayson's origin story was a, um, it was when I read, I I reread, uh, Frank Miller's all-star Batman and Robin Uh. where Batman just straight up kidnaps a kid emotionally abuses him into becoming Robin. And then, like, yeah, it's, it's so, it's pretty bad. It's pretty, it's pretty wrong. I would say
0: that's not the usual storyline, but.
1: It's not, but like, I just. It is
0: hitting on.
1: But this was the most wholesome. (laughs)
0: Look, let's be real. It was the most wholesome. And you also see Bruce's gaps pretty quickly. And so. You see him connect and relate to this child and want to help. And then he (laughs) ignores Dick's existence. Um, And that's a pretty common thread, I think, too. And I, I, you know, I think a big part of that is. He doesn't really know how to hit those feeling parts of himself very well, and therefore he he has trouble kind of relating and, and I think being able to to show why he he brought Dick Grayson in. Um, yes. And really the only way he's able to relate is through Batman.
1: And yeah, well, and it's interesting because there's a really good, there's a really good scene in the episode where, Bat, where he's going out as Batman. And one of the things he's trying to do is catch Tony Zuko. Yeah. And Alfred kind of mentions to him like, this kid, he needs you yeah. right now. And he's like, well, I'm, I'm here for him. I'm, I'm going out and helping him. And and Alfred's kind of like, no, he needs you. He needs you up there. And yeah. I just, I really like that because as a, you know, as a parent, the same thing happens. Like I'll be caught up in getting stuff for him and making mm. sure that he's making sure the kids are protected making sure they are being safe and forget to have fun with them forget to just Mm, sit down like i i can like i buy them all the legos they want but sometimes (laughs) i just forget to just sit down and play with the legos with them right or yeah uh or oh man let me go outside and make sure there's no sharp sand spurs in the ground for them to step on. But then it's like, okay, now I'll kick the ball around with them too, right? And so, and that's what, that was my first thought when I saw that because Bruce was so caught up in, I have to catch this kid's killers. I can't let Mm -hmm. what happened to him happen to me. But at the same time, it's like, okay, you've taken this child under your wing. You can't just leave him there. He needs he yeah. needs you. Uh but then it got even more interesting because Bruce is like Bruce goes to the hard over correct. Yeah. Because immediately he's like, "Hey, I got us box seats to the football game. What do you say?" And he's just <laughs> like, I mean, I guess still got dead parents, but okay. Like what like and
0: And and so th- this is the thing and Dick Grayson, in some ways, I think is more of a balance because he I mean, you see him with his family. They bond a lot through doing yeah. I mean, they're doing the circus act together, but he's always a character who's willing to talk about stuff. Bruce is much more of an action oriented person and a problem solving kind of person. But it's not always a problem to be solved. It's not always something to act on. Sometimes it's about connecting and relating, and he definitely struggles with how to do that. Uh, and it, it's definitely interesting to see they kind of show in Robin's reckoning what what the starting point was. You know, you have so this is a storyline where. Um, you know, it's, it's close to the end of when Dick Grayson is Robin, he's probably pretty close to being Nightwing at that point. And Tony Zuko pops up again. Um, and so it's kind of these flashback points and you see the very start of, um, him and Bruce working together and then what's going on in the present. Um, and I, yeah, I definitely find, I don't know, I, I find it very interesting, um, and I, I I think for me it stands out the most in terms of Dick Grayson's character. Yeah. Um and just he, I don't know, it it it's he's a very he was a very resilient kid. And that's not to say that Bruce wasn't a resilient kid. Right. Um, but Dick Grayson ends up with high like a high emotional intelligence. Um, Over time and it gets tested. It gets tested in this storyline where it's like, what are you going to do when the person who murdered your family is within arm's reach? So he really gets tested with what he's going to do with those emotions and things that he feels. Um, But but yeah, I, I think. It, it's I don't know, it's a bit kind of heart wrenching because, yes, he connects with Bruce, but he never gets back those kinds of connections he had with his family. And I'm not I'm right. not saying we'd want that to be replaced, but um, I, I think he has to have the Alfred and the Batgirl and the other people in the Bat family. Yeah. Uh, in order to honestly get the connections that he needs.
1: And, you know, I think it. One of the things I I did, I do think that's really cool about that, though, is that it kind of shows how things can change, friends can change, family can change, and it might, it more than likely, it will not be the same. But the new family you have, the new friends you have, it can still be great, just Mm. different. Right? Oh, they can yeah, they sure. can still be a family, but the dynamic of course is very, very different. He went from i w- I would say traditional because it's like mom and dad him, but then there's the traveling circus thing, but a little, yeah, yeah, a little a little, less little than different there's <laughs> just there's an elephant there's an elephant in the room literally um yeah. and then but now he's gone to a very different kind of family but well but it's they still love each they still love each other because and and you see it with Batman too because Batman is like I couldn't it was so funny because you wanted you wanted Bruce to just admit how much he loved dick mm. but uh it's the at the end it was kind of like he said he took so much from you I didn't want him to take you too when in reality I'm like Bruce just say you were scared that he was gonna. Just say that you that it you were the one that were gonna didn't want him to die, right? Like I don't. It was really funny the way it was worded because I'm like, dude, just hug him. Just give him a hug. Like just. Well, and, I,
0: and and that's the thing. So it's very interesting because theoretically this could be a mentor, and in some ways he uh, Bruce is a mentor to to Dick absolutely and and, and becomes a, a guardian and and not a, not a replacement for his father but a father type figure but pretty quickly i think it ends up being more of a partnership and i right. think it's more of um more evenly balanced in a lot of ways because bruce struggles in some areas that you would think of him taking on as the quote-unquote parental figure right um but fortunately for dick grayson he had that high emotional intelligence and he i think had a really good strong background with his family and i think he was old enough at that point where he could kind of he he was able to i think help himself where he needed to and then of course he had alfred um which i think was necessary or things would have looked a lot different yeah. Um but yeah, Bruce really really struggles. <clears throat> but at the same time, I mean, uh, you know, there are tons of people where you might say like uh you know, when they uh when they give you a hard time, that's when you know they they love you. Yeah. You know, or uh, we have all these sorts of ways to show that we care and that that we're loving. Bruce's are a lot harder to ascertain, but Dick Grayson seems to always be the one who can translate him, who can read beneath, you know, you know, read what's going on underneath it all um, when other people tend to struggle. And
1: another thing that I think has to be pointed out about Dick Grayson is I think part of the way he is, I think the reasoning for that is because of Batman. You know, like, there's that saying that, like, oh, you have to learn from your mistakes. No, you can definitely learn from watching other Mm, people's mistakes. And Dick being raised around Bruce and seeing how Bruce is because of not letting go, because of not having a sense of humor, because of not taking it easy once in a while... Him seeing that, I think he was able to kind of manifest and correct on things. I think
0: that's a great point.
1: On the fly, I really do think like Bruce was the perfect person to raise him because he basically Hmm. saw hey, this is what ends up happening if you let it completely control you.
0: That's an interesting point. I see it more of kind of a balanced like Dick Grayson is the perfect child for Bruce to have Absolutely. and they, they, they have perfect. their moments. Yeah. But I've never really thought about it the other way around. I I definitely see where you're coming from and I think one of the unique things for them is how relatable their stories are with the loss of their families and how tragic it was and you in most storylines how how wholesome or how cared for they were, and then it was all of a sudden, very tragically, violently Snatched ripped away, away, right, by a criminal action. They're uh, around similar ages, although it depends which storyline. But um, there's a there's a lot of similarities, and yet they do have these differences, just in in who they are. And then you're, I, I think you have a good point about. Um, Which is, once again, why I don't think men- mentorship or guardian, it, it's not always clean with them. Because, yeah, it, it's almost like brothers in some ways. Because it's like, okay, I see what's happening ahead of me. What's happening with this person. And do I really want to take that path myself? And I think it's also why he he's able to understand Bruce better. And is able to empathize with with Bruce Better and I think relate to him in a way that others struggle with because they don't they don't get it. They he does. Don't. Yeah. He gets it. He knows what some of those really brutal past things that have happened, what that does to a person. Yeah. Um and so I think that that really makes a difference where with others They think they know, they think they understand because they're knowledgeable about historically what happened to Bruce, but they haven't lived it.
1: And I also think we have to give Alfred some credit here too. Oh yeah. Because, you know, as a, as a teacher, you know, if I'm having an issue with getting through to a student or being able to talk with the student about something so many times I've talked with, I've talked with. The parent, right? I've talked Mm. with the parent, like, hey, is there anything going on? What do you think would help them? What do you think would get through to them? And we see Dick talking to Alfred all the time time. about Bruce. Alfred raised Bruce. Alfred knows Bruce probably better than anyone on the planet. And so just being able to bounce stuff off of Alfred really does help him approach Bruce in the right way. It helps him prepare for how Bruce is going to react like so many times. And it's, and on the other side of that, you know, as a, as a teacher, you know, I I might do something with my first class and I'm like, okay, what worked well there? What Mm -hmm. didn't work well there? And then when I have a chance to teach that class again, I correct it. This might be one of those things that happened with Alfred. Like maybe I was a little bit too hands off with Bruce. Maybe I need to check in on Dick Mm -hmm. a little bit more to make sure like check in. Hey, how are you doing?
0: So let's take that a step further, though. Dick Grayson, original Robin. So a lot of new lessons, (laughs) right? So probably a a lot of missteps by Bruce. I mean, we've hit on a few already. And yet, also, he was such a natural fit. So the background is the same. Bruce is there for the traumatic situation unfolding, and for goodness' sake, the kid already has like acrobatic skills. Like, come Perfect on! Resume. Perfect, Perfect resume. Perfect resume. Orphan. No one
1: wears bright colors.
0: There you go. It's rides that-
1: motorcycles like he's ready for it.
0: <laughs> no <laughs> so- one. No one can live up.
1: Indeed profile is lit. Like, it's perfect. Yeah, like, it's yeah. just.
0: <laughs> no one can live up to Dick.
1: No, no one. <laughs> no
0: one can live up to him. Yeah. No one can live up to the first Robin. And yeah. and so I think that's a layer of things, too. I mean, he had it really tough. And I think, I think because everyone, he's put on a pedestal and everyone else is, you know, essentially trying to live up um to to some of the the things about the original Robin they don't also realize that it's also really hard to be the first. Yes. He was the first, you know, people talk all the time about the first kid, you know, they a lot of times get the harshest punishments and the strictest rules and um I don't know, I always kid though cuz people are like, "Oh, then the next kid gets whatever. I didn't get whatever." But yeah. um but-, but people talk about that all the time.
1: And it's interesting Uh, that he's not the one that's the most rough around the edges.
0: But also, a lot of times, the oldest one, they take on the most responsibility. And, you know, like there's there are all these different things to being the first one. He probably dealt with a lot of Bruce's learning curves because it's not a natural fit for Bruce. But they both looked out in just how naturally it all came together that and he was had the perfect resume. You put all that together, despite that, he excelled. And who can compete? I mean, Bruce, I mean, you were joking about Damien at the start, but poor Damien. I mean, like his own actual son's not even gonna compare. And he was trained by assassins, for goodness sake. But I mean, he, still, yeah. it's yes. it, the background though, having having that shared trauma experience, um, it's they just get each other. Yeah. They they get each other in a different way, and I I think it plays out really well in a lot of different storylines in yeah. the Bat family.
1: He is yeah, he's the best of Bruce. Um mm. and I feel like all the other Robins got best of Bruce, but like also some of the worst aspects. Um except well mm. Tim Drake, maybe not. Tim Drake is just what Homeboy's just different, anyway. Like he's he's just his own kind of brilliant. I just want to be Robin, and I'm smart. Like he's just. But well, we'll get to him later. We'll, we'll yeah, is, we'll yeah, have to we'll talk get, about. Him. Yeah. He
0: he's not my favorite, probably for all the reasons that you just listed. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we should talk about him. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, we're gonna yeah. There, all the Robins should get their... Should get all the Robins should get their They're just so. so they, they, I they would
0: say so. Tim Drake in some ways, has it rough because he didn't have it rough. And so you're, he's actually an odd fit. Well, I guess, I know his dad dies later, doesn't he? I was he? about to
1: say, all of their origin stories but have something but sad but about it. Damien the is difference. the only one whose parents are both still alive.
0: But Tim Drake, his, his traumatic stuff doesn't happen until after he's Robin, correct?
1: It depends on, It depends on the story. I think he has... He's one of those that actually has, like, different origin stories depending depending on... I've read, like, different okay. origin stories yeah. for Tim Drake, but... Because
0: the others more cleanly have a lot of stuff going on before. Oh, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Uh,
0: where he's more of, like, a normal but really smart kid. Yeah. And so that's, that's a very different... It, it's kind of like you got to be a misfit to fit... Right. <laughs> ...in that right. family. So, ironically... That I think makes things tricky for him. Jason Todd, poor Jason Todd. Though I mean, I know this is about Dick Grayson, but
1: this is yes. But but I I think, but I
0: think this is an example. Though he has a really tough (laughs) traumatic background, but it doesn't cleanly match Bruce. Mm -mm. And and Bruce is I love him to death. A lot of times, not not the best of the emotional intelligences, not the best communicator, struggles with things, and so I think he thought that he could relate. To the struggle of of another kid, um, with a tough background, but I think th- he he really did best with someone where there was a really really similar background like Dick.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And by the by the end, it's interesting because Dick works through he he works through the emotion the 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 motions of this whole thing because he's yeah. angry at Batman for not like letting him come after tony Zuko with him he saves batman from uh uh tony Zuko. they and has the chance to get his revenge and then doesn't
0: now he doesn't that. and
1: i did really like that and like and mm-hmm. the thing is i mean c- kudos to bruce too joe chill is locked up in blackgate that's he's true. not He didn't get his revenge. He didn't begin like, yeah, he didn't get his revenge. And so that was, but, and I think, like I said, I think that goes back to like Dick Grayson got like the best parts of Bruce. Like, because he sees all of Bruce's faults and he's always there to kind of work on it. And I think part of the reason too is like you said, he's the very first one. He was the experiment kid, right? Every other Robin that came after that are just trying to live up to him.
0: Yeah. Well, and sadly, I think Bruce is a slow learner in this one area. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're so right. <laughs> because he doesn't, he doesn't change much in his approach to his sidekicks yeah. over time. Um, you, you do see some kind of moments like I really like the uh, what is it Bruce Wayne fugitive mm-hmm. storyline where he gets like accused of murder and he's um, and there's really cool stuff with the Bat family and essentially how much does he open up, which is not at all. Yeah. How much does he let anyone help him, which is not at all. <laughs> um, and and so there are some cool times where they point things out and he tries to improve and all that stuff, but he's not the quickest of learners about a lot of this stuff. So sadly, even though the others came after Dick Grayson. Yeah, I, they. it's funny how much they seem to have these similar struggles with certain rigidities of Bruce's because here you see it from the very beginning. You got it in Robin's Reckoning with the first Robin. Like, here he is hiding information, not sharing things, um, which, by the way, is a terrible way to be a detective. That's that's actually probably his weakest link. Yeah. Um. Because if you if you have miscommunication, if you foster distrust, and he he did it with Dick Grayson, he does it later on. Dick Grayson, I think, in some ways, just took it in stride better than some other people, even though yeah. he didn't love it. Um. But uh, he was keeping information from him, and so here is poor Dick Grayson with all of a sudden he's getting flooded with all this information and trying to figure out what do I do with Zuko? And also here's this person who is pretty much all I have now. And they hid this really vital thing from me and tried to take my choice away from me about what I do with this. Yeah. But it's heroes in training. And this was, I think there are these moments that you see in these storylines when people are becoming heroes and here he is coming into his own a bit, where he's he's saying, "Hey, I'm actually helping Batman." Yeah. Um. Despite being kept out of the loop, I got caught up. I literally saved Batman's <laughs> life, and I did the hero's choice, and I didn't take my revenge.
1: Even uh, yeah. Even as a even as a kid, when when Batman saves him. I I just, I I love that scene so much. Mm -hmm. The way it ended when when Dick asked Batman, like, where are we going? And he just says home Mm -hmm. and takes him back to the Batcave and then reveals that he's back. I just, I love the way that they did it. And it just, it feels, it felt so... Wholesome. It's like the most wholesome anything will ever get in Gotham. Like it it felt <laughs> it just felt so it, it was well done and it wasn't dark. It wasn't gritty, even mm. though it is a dark and gritty show. It's a dark and gritty situation. They it just it felt lighthearted and it felt like I, I just really love how they did that reveal it wasn't there wasn't anger um. because normally whenever it's something like this it's it's almost like a lot of times Batman would just get really serious and just will you promise to take up this mantle and or will Mm -hmm. you fight this war with me and all of that but with this it was like how much do you want to revenge for your parents murder because I know exactly how you feel like just uh, that level of empathy there is just on another on is it's on it it transcends the empathy that was there before because before the only thing that Dick Grayson knows is okay Mm. Bruce Wayne is a rich guy that thinks he knows how i feel because he lost his yeah. parents yeah. right but and because but at the same time like y- i'm you're a billionaire like no like you don't know how i feel like i'm <laughs> there's certain things that just
0: mm, well i get so, it
1: you're hurt over your parents but that,
0: and so i think that that's the that's actually one of the things that can get in people's way when they're trying to support someone else or yeah. when they're trying to get supported by somebody is we we want to be able to relate to another person. We want to show them that we care and that we understand it, that we can relate. You will you will never have another person who has the exact same experiences as you. Right. Even an identical twin grown up in the same household. You could even go to the same college and schools and same career, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You will still not have the exact same experiences as another person. And so inevitably, there are there can be those kind of missteps or gaps um, or times where it feels like someone's relating and it's just off the mark mm-hmm. because it's just not possible for everything to be the same. But man, especially those things that really hit home and are just very point uh, poignant for a person, when the when you can relate to someone on a, on on those deeper levels, it really it does strengthen that bond and it really can help with that connection. And, and yeah, just like you were saying, when he brings him more when Bruce brings him more into his story and reveals more about himself and what it was like for him and and what he did with that. That's and in fact, most of the time in their stories together, that's when Dick starts to embrace Bruce and I think understand him better and they start to better form those connections uh, because Bruce is able to kind of break down his own walls enough so that so that they can actually see how similar they are.
1: Yeah. yeah, and they really are, I think, they are the dynamic duo right and and it's and it's interesting yeah because like you think about what the word dynamic means and and you 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 think that like oh that just means they're they're great together they work well together but dynamic a lot of the times when you talk about something being dynamic it's able to be flexible it's able to Mm. kind of work hand in hand and in tandem with something else and they they balance each other extremely 100%. well. They are the dynamic duo like it it just yeah. And
0: that's and that's the thing is that Robin, the first Robin, brought all that into reality. So all of a sudden you have this other person come into play with Batman and yeah, you're so right that there's that flexibility and dynamic also it kind of has an energy to it. Yeah. Can use the word dynamic. Yeah. And it always makes me think of the the Robin part of things. Um, especially, I mean, Dick Grayson, he's, you know, making comments and flipping and around and um adding adding fun and flair to things, but yeah. in a professional way, he's got a really good balance, I think, with that. Um, and it's funny because Bruce recognizes it's it's his style. Yeah. Um so I think you know he the stern with the playful and how yeah, I dynamic duo is just the perfect description for them. Yeah. And I think it really that's what reverberated out from there and he really I mean Bruce came to rely on that relationship. I really do think that just how how purely good their connection was mm-hmm. he, he started relying on it. And I, and I, I don't think he would have as, been as good of a Batman without Robin. Um, And then I, I think that first experience is what ripples into later on when you have multiple partners that come along literally because they say Batman needs a Robin. Batman needs a sidekick. Yes. It started with Dick.
1: And, I will. I will not lie, and you are just going to eat this up. And I will never live. The, you. I'm not gonna live this down. But I think over this conversation, I do believe that Dick Grayson has guys, become my favorite gonna... Robin. Between all the all the digging through all the research and having this conversation and all that, and like between rewatching the episodes and everything, like he really is absolutely he's so great good. he's so good and in the he
0: comics is. i love him too like and he's always when bruce is struggling he's the one that shows up yeah and and he's always just talking 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 because he knows that that bruce needs someone to fill the space and he's not gonna be able to do it himself
1: yeah he's the best uh, he's the best robin he's the best one oh uh, I won't say he's the coolest because Red Hood is still very awesome and Jason Todd is just I mean, yeah, I guess killing people's more cool, yeah. if you want to. <laughs> no, he stopped the killing. That's what made him good. That's, That's what true. made him better. His
0: outfits cooler. Yes. I, I'll give you Nightwing's outfit isn't as cool.
1: Yeah. That brown I'll leather that. jacket and, though.
0: And when he did the long hair, like I was not really into that. No? I thought I, lo- I
1: thought it was cool with the long hair. That was nah. kind of cool with long hair, but yeah, like he's... really
0: partying the back. Come on, man. <laughs> it wasn't,
1: a, it was not a mullet. It was, it was no,
0: don't it do was, him like that. It, it, it was, was close, it was not a mullet. No, <laughs> it was too. We're not close. gonna,
1: we're not gonna do him <laughs> like that. It was, no, stop <laughs> for a mindful nerd moment. It was not a mullet, absolutely not. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, I but, I um, am just
0: thrilled to bring you over to my side. This yeah. is so exciting. Like yeah. I guess the podcast can end now. You've like, admitted yeah. oh, that I'm right. Wow.
1: <laughs> okay. No, well now I have to take it back. Now I have to take I it back. No. <laughs> <laughs> only because I want the podcast to continue. But that's fair. But
0: yeah. Thanks for nerding out with us. I'm clinical psychologist, Dr. Amelia Brown.
1: And I'm educator and comic aficionado Keaton Hopkins. Check out my TV and movie reviews on YouTube at Team JVS. Check out our website at bat-therapy.com, our Bat Therapy YouTube channel, and follow us on social media. And don't forget our Patreon page at patreon.com battherapy bat therapy. See you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.